Hey, welcome to Marriage Monthly. We are Gabe and Melissa Kolstad, and we love to build healthy, lifelong marriages. That's what we're passionate about. We are excited that you're joining us for this monthly installment of hopefully inspiration, ideas, and fun that will help build your marriage. And so we're going to jump into today's episode. Here we go. We are here to jumpstart your marriage. You know, have you ever been like in the car that cold morning? You stick the key in there, you turn it, yeah. and it goes. We've done that. I've done yeah. that way too many times. <laughs> and uh, what happens is if you don't pay attention to the the battery going down, you don't address the issue. There's you're going to end up stranded for oh, yeah. sure. And the same thing goes with marriage. You know, COVID has been tough on marriages. A lot of mar- marriages have struggled to recover. And as a result, there's a number of issues that are struggling in marriage, and we're just going to get right into it. Melissa's going to kick us off with number one. Yeah, I think one of the things that suffered during COVID was creativity in a relationship. Yeah. And like, even more than that is like an effort, like just Mm -hmm. make an effort. (laughs) And I think because things were closed down and you couldn't really do much, people just gave up. They're like, oh, I just, yeah, I... I'm going to quit trying because <laughs> you have to get too creative during this time. We did a date right during COVID when everything was shut down, where we put a table in the back of a truck and Gabe put a tablecloth over this table and went inside and got us cheesecakes and came out. And that we, was at the cheesecake that factory, was at the cheesecake but factory. you couldn't eat inside. No. So the we were in the factory. parking lot Yes, that's right. at the cheesecake factory and he lit candles and we sat there outside eating cheesecake in the back of a truck <laughs> with candles and a tablecloth. That was pretty creative. That was fun. But most people did not do that during COVID and they let it slide. And guess what? It's been over two years and your relationship has really, really mm. suffered. Um, Revelation 2.5 says, do what you did at first. And I know that they're talking like about God yeah. and to a church, but there's a principle there that I think is really important. I mean, what did you do at first? What did you do to have fun together mm-hmm. when you first got together? Because I know you did fun stuff together because there's a reason you got married. Yeah. And it had to mean that you had some compatibility and enjoyed some memories together. So why did we let that just die? And why do we do that? Even not COVID, there's been, you know, there's other ways we let it die as well. I mean, stuff gets in the way. So what'd you do for fun? What are some memorable places you have been together that made you feel close? Go on an overnight date. Get in the car together and drive to the beach because <laughs> that's a great talk time. Um, whatever brought you together in the beginning, I think, is what kind of keeps you together. So um, make an effort and get creative. I mean, even yesterday, yesterday, okay, we're getting ready to go on a trip. And so yesterday was pretty much our last date day together before yeah. we're with a our bunch of people off. for an entire month. Yeah. <laughs> so so we're like, let's do it good. So we decided to go out to Benjamin, Washington, and it's just out in the gorge. And it's absolutely beautiful out there across from Hood River. It's such a pretty place. But we found this place called the Society Hotel. And so it has like a hot soak and a warm soak and a cold plunge. Ice cold And soak. Gabe did the cold plunge and yeah. went all the way. That was good. Thanks. High five for yeah, that. That was, was awesome. I did not do that, but <laughs> but it was really cool. And it had like a sauna and then you had a cool coffee shop inside. And it was just a really cool place. We mm-hmm. went out there and it was like an hour and a half away. Then we went over across the water and had some pizza 
and then grabbed some ice cream on the way home and just made a fun day of High memories calorie. together. High calorie. It was day. cheat day though, so yeah. it's all good. It's all good. Actually, I had like five bites of a cake today, so maybe today's cheat day too. Okay. I don't know. Anyways, but um, but yeah, I mean, make an effort. Get creative. Don't let it slide. It is one thing that has seriously suffered in relationships mm-hmm. during COVID. Let's not make any more excuses. Well, but I think it's so hard because you're right. I mean, it's almost like we're all exhausted from from being like, oh my gosh, what new creative thing can we do with limitations? And in some ways, we're still acting like all the limitations yeah. are there, but they're not, not there. No. Yeah. No. So it's kind of like got to so snap out of it. It's just an excuse to me. Yeah, and jump you're just being into lazy. the new. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Don't be lazy. Okay. We won't. <laughs> Number two. Number two, uh, one of the things that suffered is community. So not mm-hmm. just creativity, but community. Absolutely. And wow, is it important that we don't try to do marriage alone. I get it that, you know, you've got to create your own boundaries and be your own unit as a couple when you get married. But the trouble is sometimes people take that to the very extreme. You've watched them, people who've gotten married and now they've unfriended all their friends. They never talk to anybody anymore. It's just them. And if there was anything that ever accelerated that, it was COVID Mm -hmm. where we were stuck at home. And whether you have kids or you don't have kids, you know, you're sort of now in just your own world. It was great for the first week, right? Because you finally (laughs) felt like you had time to talk to each other and all that stuff. But after seven days of being stuck in the house together, um, you know, and you don't have outside influence, some of you got uh, connected to a group online and those Mm -hmm. kinds of things. That was a saving grace during COVID because it still puts you in contact with other couples. And I'm convinced that Man, community matters because it offers you a couple of unique things. Um, the Bible says this, it says in Hebrews chapter 10, it says, don't neglect the assembling of yourselves that's together. Right. And mm-hmm. that's a real important piece of being somebody who's a follower of Jesus. If you're in a faith community, the thing that makes it special is that it's a community. <laughs> you know, faith all by yourself is not really anything special because it doesn't last And that's a weird thing. It's kind of like if you light a match and you just hold it there for a little bit, what's going to happen to that match? It is going to go out. (laughs) But if you use that match to light something else, it becomes this roaring fire. And that is what even our marriages are intended to do. Of course, again, we got to have appropriate boundaries and alone time and all those things. But if we're trying to do marriage without community, we end up flaming out. There's a few things that community give you that you cannot get in isolation. One of those things is perspective. And oh, yeah. I have just watched so many couples during this last couple of years struggle because they look at their problems up close and they become so big. And if you're not sitting in a room with somebody or even in a Zoom room with somebody hearing about what they're going through, sometimes you think your problems are the only problems in the world. Right. All of a sudden, the argument you had last night, that's, that's the straw that broke the camel's back and you got to walk away from this marriage because you argued last night. <laughs> but if you sat with somebody who's going through cancer, and you realized, wow, there's bigger problems in the world, and we should be grateful, you know, for what God has given us, and we should work hard to maintain unity. Or you sit with somebody who's killing it in their marriage, and you're like, we want that. Yeah. You know, Inspiring. perspective comes mm-hmm. from community. And so this is something that we can all work toward and go find another couple of like mind that is going to be healthy and, you know, is going to be positive for you, can be a good example for you. And make sure that you're regularly interacting, whether that be 
inviting them out on a double date or getting together for a Bible study or going to a movie together, something yeah. where you can get around other couples. The second thing that has uh, a value in community is encouragement, just straight up encouragement where somebody is saying to you, you can make it. So good. You can do it. Mm-hmm. We've been through this. It's not the end of the world. You know, here's a couple ideas. Man, that encouragement is so important and can keep you just going. So get in community. Uh, support. You ever, you know, when you're raising your kids, if you have little kids, you know, like there's those days you're like, we're about to go crazy. Yeah. We just need a place we can drop the kids off for an hour and a half so we don't go crazy. And, you know, being in community can offer you that opportunity to to, to share that child care and all those things that make that so important. Go to a park important. together, yeah. right? Mm-hmm. Where it's like the kids can play and you can have adult talk. And yeah, <laughs> totally. Community matters. And the last thing, I think community gives good. you this opportunity to mm-hmm. actually make a difference in somebody else's life. Yeah. Because sometimes when you're at a strong point, and you go, you know what? We could probably actually help these people out with their issue right now. We could maybe we could offer some childcare. Maybe we could offer a meal when they're in the hospital. We could we could actually be um, a, a support to them. It gives you opportunity to express something that God has put inside of you. And so I think that's why the Bible makes it so clear: community is essential. Yeah. And when it comes to marriage, we're we're just watching. You know, the truth in action right now is that those who've built community during COVID are strong. Those who've neglected community during COVID, they're really struggling to bounce back. And so you can, you can do this mm-hmm. and don't wait. Yeah. Yeah. I agree completely. Another thing that suffered to me was appreciation. Mm. I think we just started taking each other for granted. Yeah. Because, I mean, it was just a frustrating time. And so you start to feel negative and be negative and you know, it's not good. <laughs> so people were frustrated with each other and they stopped serving each yeah. other and stopped helping each other and just stopped caring. <laughs> so for me, I mean, I love Gabe. Everybody knows that. If you've watched these podcasts, you know, I think he's cool. He's always up for an adventure. He's creative, wise, fun, smart, leads and provides well, loves and pursues me passionately. We do have a lot of fun together. Yeah. And I mean, that's probably one of our core things. It is. And when we're not having it's fun together, values, yeah. it's definitely a value because when we don't, we're like frustrated. So <laughs> yeah, but we have a lot of fun together. But what do you love about your spouse? You should be able to rattle off mm-hmm. what you love about Thank that you for person. Doing that. that was nice. Yeah. Well, you're the bomb. What, you got some for me? No, I'm oh, kidding. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> no, I'm kidding. Please don't. For later. <laughs> what do you love about your spouse? What? <laughs> what needs a jump start? I mean, we need to jump start, start our minds a lot of times to remember what we liked about each other. Mm-hmm. Because a lot of times, and we've talked about this before about the pie, mm-hmm. where there's like eight slices and seven slices are just really great. Like I love seven things about you, but that eighth one's driving me crazy. And that's the big one. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's like, you can't stop thinking about it. That's the one that annoys you. And really, we need to jumpstart our minds about how to be positive with our spouse, affirm our spouse, appreciate our spouse. I think that's so, so important. Do they know that you appreciate their cooking, their cleaning, their work effort, how they parent, their organizational skills, their discipline, their leadership? Tell them that. Yeah. <laughs> Let them know because they don't know and they can't read your mind. The more they know you appreciate them, the more comfortable and safe they feel the more they will open up and appreciate you back. Oh, right? so true. Yeah, yeah, because you can't help, you just can't help it. If you're pouring into me, I just gotta pour back into yeah. you. I mean, it's, it's, it's how it goes. So Gabe is really good at this. If I clean the house, he'll walk in and be like, babe, it smells so good in here. <laughs> like every time. It's cute and I appreciate it. So, you know, I mean, tell them. Also, another thing about appreciation is show them that you mm. appreciate them. 
clean up after yourself once in a while. I know a lot of, I hang out with a lot of chicks, so I know that it drives them crazy when their husband doesn't you know, do this or that. And, and it becomes a big deal. And I'm yeah. like, don't make it a bigger deal than it needs to be, but show them. Clean up after yourself. Um, bring them flowers. Cho- better yet, chocolate, you know, because that's more of my favorite. Chocolate flowers. Take them, chocolate flowers. Take them out to dinner. I mean, show them you appreciate them. Uh, send a sexy text. Don't assume that they feel Whoa, appreciated. Whoa, did you say send a sexy text? I did. Wow. I did. I sent sexy texts. What do you mean? Don't assume they feel appreciated. Tell them and show them. The sexiest book in the Bible is Song of Songs, right? Mm-hmm. So Song of Songs 7, 6, and 7 says, How beautiful are you? How pleasing, my love. Full of delights. Then he talks about her body and her boobs. So it gets pretty <laughs> sexy after that. So I'm going to encourage you to read Song of Songs 7 on yeah. your own. And, but it's People are going to start texting the Bible are. to each other. Yeah, <laughs> just do. Solomon was a sexy guy. And he tells <laughs> his lady and shows her that he appreciates her and he thinks she's sexy. So that's important. So, uh, yeah, appreciation. It's a huge one to me. So number four. Yeah, and I just, yeah. on that note of appreciation, one of the things that we've noticed so much is that you can appreciate your spouse to their face. But honestly, if you do it behind their back, sometimes it's even more powerful uh, they call that third-party praise. Yeah. Like, let's say you're you are on a double date with another couple, and you're you know talking to the other person. Like, if I'm the guy, I'm talking to the other guy, and I'm just like just bragging about my wife, and she's sitting across the booth listening to this. If she hears me talking positive about her to somebody else, that's even more powerful sometimes mm-hmm. than me saying it to her directly. Because what you say about your spouse to other people really, really matters. Yeah, it doesn't feel as forced or maybe yeah. fake because we're so hard on ourselves. Yeah. So we're like, I, I'm not mm-hmm. really what you just yeah. said. Let's and obviously we else. want to be genuine about it. But Absolutely. I mean, the point is, is that talk them up, not just to their face, but also, you know, behind that's their good. back. That's um, good. <laughs> yeah, so appreciation. And then the last one that we've noticed is really suffering right now. And, you know, this is not meant to be a doomsday thing at all, but it's, it's kind of a checklist to go like, wow, if we need a jumpstart in one of these areas, yeah. let's do it. Yeah. Because, hey, guess what? COVID's over. And we don't want our marriage to stay in that place of, uh, you know, a pandemic. We yeah. want our marriage to thrive. There you go. So uh, the, the last one is learning. And that that is that idea that we go like, hey, we're going to learn how to have the best possible marriage. We're going to apply ourselves to this lifelong goal of building a beautiful marriage. I mean, marriage, after all, is God's best picture of what his love for us looks like. So it's a calling. I'm convinced it's a sacred calling that God has given us responsibility and a stewardship of a relationship so that we can best mirror what his perfect love looks like. Now, we're never going to do that perfectly. But we can get close. We can start to see how it can be a consistent part of our life to have what we would con- consider God's love at work between us. You know, God's love is agape love, and that means it's self-sacrificing, mm-hmm. unselfish love. And so, when we climb out of the erotic love phase, out of the friendship love phase, out of the kind of self-centered love phase to selfless love. Um, you know, there's some beautiful things that happen, but there's a lot of learning that it requires yeah. to get there. One of the things that we've consistently done is we've read books on marriage, and mm-hmm. we've got so many favorites. If you just go back and listen to some of our podcast episodes here, you're going to hear lots of the favorites. 
um, at the top of the list would be Pillow Talk by Les and Leslie oh, Parrott. A little tiny, tiny, mm-hmm. tiny book that is so good. It's so good. Um, I mean, that's such a good one. His Needs, Her Needs, so good. Um, five Love Languages, so spaghetti good. Spaghetti Waffles. Spaghetti. Uh, men are like spaghetti. Uh, men are no, like waffles. waffles. Women are like spaghetti. Yes. Such a good book. So good. Um, uh, love and Respect. I mean, all these really great books that we've read, we've studied, we've read again. Um, we've taught. We've taught. <laughs> yeah. You know, we wrote one called You're My Favorite. But That's we've right. we've really worked hard, uh, honestly, to be students of love, students of marriage, students of mm-hmm. each other. That's right. And I think that students of each other sometimes gets really overlooked. You can learn all the marriage principles you want, but if you haven't actually learned who that is, um, the interesting thing that we've found out is that we change. And yeah. it's so funny that you go, oh, I know everything about her. We've been married for going on 27 years this year. You know, oh, you'd yeah. think, oh... We know everything about each other. And then she goes and changes on me. Just yesterday, she's eating olives on a salad, you know? She's eating <laughs> a pizza that had stuff on it she would have never eaten five years ago, 10 I'm years growing. ago. I know. She's growing as a person, you know? Um, <laughs> our tastes <laughs> change. Um, you know, things change. And we really feel like being a student of your spouse is so important. The Bible says in Proverbs five eighteen, it says, let your wife be a fountain of blessing for you. Mm-hmm. And I think of that like, you know, switch the the words around a little bit. Let your husband be a fountain of blessing for you. I think the idea would be a fountain is always producing. And and the way, and sometimes we put that on them and we go like, well, well that's your problem. You shut the faucet off. <laughs> but the thing is, is that somebody's got to be looking for that, looking for the freshness, you know, looking for it's a new day. It's a new week. It's a new mm-hmm. season, you know? That's right. And we got to go through seasons. I mean, Melissa and I, we're going through a season of almost empty nesting. We've got one child left at home. And there's been, there, you know, you might look at that if you, three kids and you're like, oh my gosh, we're almost free. There is, <laughs> of course, some of those things to it. But there's also the grief of change yeah. that we go through. I love being a mom. And we learn about <laughs> each other through that. We learn how hard it's been for us to release, you know, yes. our kids that are now adults and not see them as often and not talk to them as often. And not control them as much and all that stuff. Are you trying to make me cry? No, yeah, no. Uh, but, you know, it's it's a season and we're learning about each other still. Yeah. And we're learning how do we support each other in that. You know, this idea that we'd be lifelong students of marriage, of love, and of each other. That's good. I think those are things that we've got to commit to. So, you know, maybe maybe that's something you could go, we're going to jumpstart that part of our life. We're going to get one of those books. We're going to listen mm-hmm. to the, these podcasts. We're going to ask each other the questions, be curious about each other on the day-to-day. And so that we can still stay, you know, in love. And you have to be so intentional, don't you think? Yeah. Like it just, it doesn't naturally happen to be a student of each other or to pick up a marriage book yeah. or to listen to a podcast. Oh, it's completely it's backwards totally of human nature. Yeah. yeah. But once you do it, it, it kind of brings things up in your mind mm-hmm. and you can start those conversations so much easier. I was listening to a podcast or I watched this YouTube video, mm-hmm. right? You know? Just so much better, yeah. Yeah. I think you've got a challenge for us. I do. I actually was thinking about the book thing we were talking about. There's a book called The Love Dare, and there's this thing called The Love Dare Challenge. Now, there was a few years ago, several years ago, there's a movie that came out called Fireproof, Your Marriage, and it was really, really good. And the whole premise of the movie was that this couple was having massive marital issues. They were very far apart from each other, and they didn't know how to get to, together, back together on the same page, and they didn't really want to. And so there came this point where the husband was like, I've got to fix this because this is my core relationship. So I have to fix this. So he starts, he decides to go first and he starts doing things around the house. He starts, he throws away his computer because he had a porn problem. 
he started doing all these actions to show his love and respect for his wife and the commitment of their marriage. He brings her flowers one day and she's like, what are you doing? Because she was still so bitter and so mad, but he just kept doing it and kept just pouring into her affirmation. You're beautiful. You're doing a great job. And she was very skeptical. But after like a little while, she started warming up saying, wow, this he's changed. Like something's happening in him. And she started to accept it. And I don't want to ruin the movie, but it gets good. But <laughs> anyways, so there's a couple of things I want to say about that is make a decision to go first. Someone's got to break the cycle mm-hmm. of toxic yeah. or crazy, right? Someone's got to break that. Someone's got to go first and say, this matters and I'm going to do something about it. So this is the love dare challenge. So show your love and concern. Ease their burdens. Spoil them. Help them. Talk to them. Listen to them. Serve them. Do better. Make better choices. Get rid of addictions or choices that are putting a wedge in your relationship. That needs to go. Gabe and I have this thing that we always say, and it drives some people crazy, but it matters to us. Act your way into feeling. Mm-hmm. And I know that can sound fake, but it really works. And so sometimes our feelings are so unpredictable mm-hmm. and we should not run on our feelings. They're not good. And so acting your way into feeling like I'm going to love Gabe, even though he left his socks on the ground this morning and I did don't I? like it. You didn't really. I'm just oh, kidding. Good. But it's one of those things where it's Been like those can be like explosive things, but in a toxic relationship. But in a healthy relationship, you're like, OK, I'm not going to pick him up because that's gross, but he can do them later tonight. But <laughs> <laughs> but it's one of those things where it's like some days you just don't feel like loving someone and you don't feel like pouring into your spouse you're just kind of in a funk or grumpy Mm -hmm. or selfish or whatever it is or you're tired and there comes a point where you just have to act your way into feeling especially even sexual sometimes especially Mm -hmm. for girls you don't feel like it all that i think guys like generally feel like it but girls are sometimes girls are kind of like i'm tired i had a hard day we are slower at warming up to sex. And so sometimes we're like, no, you got to act your way into feeling. Don't let your man go without just because you have a chip on your shoulder or you're too tired all the time. Sex has to happen in a relationship, ladies and, and guys, if that's your problem too. But, but it needs to happen. So sometimes you just got to act your way into feeling. It's really important. God wants you to be intimate with your mm-hmm. spouse. It needs to happen. Because if you don't, and scripture says, the devil will get a foothold in your mm-hmm. relationship. And that is a lot of times when divorce happens. Sleep together in a bed every night, every night. Don't not sleep together. Don't have one person here and you here. That puts such a wedge in a relationship. I have watched it happen dozens of yeah. times and it has ruined relationships and caused divorce. So sleep together and actually have sex together as well. <laughs> so those are a couple those things. Those are wise can, words, don't yeah, you guys you think? Yeah, you love those, don't you? Yeah. Um, yeah. But actually, and feeling a lot of times it will take time, like in the movie with the gal. But God wants you to stay married. He wants yeah. you to serve each other. He wants you to be happy in this relationship. Marriage is a gift from God, and if you are in it, then win it. <laughs> be together. <laughs> like, like make it matter. Put an effort into it. Don't stop making it a priority. Um, start today and jumpstart your marriage. A marriage making an effort is always healthier than a marriage waiting for something to change. It will not change. You have to change. Wow, that's really good and so true. Well, um, yeah, we, we dare you in that sense to uh, <laughs> to take action and do something. I've got a little homework assignment for you All right. if you're ready to take the dare. This is going to be doable. And the homework is this, is plan two date nights. 
two date nights. All right. And that means she plans one and he plans Ooh, one. Oh, I like that. All right. All so right. I promise that we'll also take this challenge. Um, and that means you need to find a time. You need to find a place. You need to find an activity. You need to find childcare if that's appropriate. Mm. And you need to plan the experience. And, um, you know, so go for it. Like over the next month, plan two dates. Some of you might be like, we can't do two in a month. We do, you know, one a month or we do one every six months. Let's kick it into high yeah, gear. Let's right. jumpstart it. Let's do two in a month. Can you imagine two date nights in Especially one month? Especially if you're struggling. Yes, you Make need it. Make the extra effort. You need it. You need it. Absolutely. So yeah. he gets to do one. She gets to do one. And don't complain about what they pick. Just go with it. It's going to be fun. You're <laughs> going to love it. Let's jumpstart our marriages. Thanks so much for joining us for today's episode of Marriage Monthly. We want to ask you if you would subscribe yes. to this podcast and share it with three people that you know three. that might also enjoy uh, this content and it might help build their marriage. We are passionate about building healthy, lifelong marriages. And we want to thank you for being part of this podcast.